This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old fashioned into one thing. What does it mean? Why is it so? G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, last time I talked about how the universe makes black holes. How all black holes have no size. That's right, zero zip nada. How most of the 100 million black holes in our galaxy are missing. And yes, how we might have found the first solitary wandering black hole. Considering that black holes are virtually invisible, it's hard enough to find black holes when they're one of a pair of stars. So here's how they've done it so far. The first black hole to be discovered was Cygnus X1, found in 1964. It was discovered only because Cygnus X1 is part of a binary black hole star system which gives off X-rays. It's about 6,000 light years away. In the case of Cygnus X1, you've got a black hole and a blue supergiant star, which are orbiting each other every five and a half days. As stars go, they are quite close to each other about 20% of the distance between the Earth and the Sun, or about 30 million kilometres. And that's roughly equal to the diameter of the blue supergiant. Now, the blue supergiant has a surface temperature of around 31,000 degrees C, about six times hotter than our Sun. And it weighs about 20 to 40 solar masses. The black hole is probably not quite as massive, about 20 solar masses, but it is still heavy enough to suck matter from the blue supergiant onto itself. In fact, the gravity of the black hole, even at a separation of some 30 million kilometres, is so intense that it has distorted the blue supergiant into a teardrop shape. Now, this star stuff travels from the blue supergiant to the black hole, but not in a straight line. The blue supergiant is spinning on its own axis. The black hole is probably spinning too, and they are both orbiting each other. There are many circular motions involved. The result is that this star stuff spends time orbiting in a spiral around the equator of the spinning black hole. This is called the accretion disk. Some of this stuff in the accretion disk will definitely fall into the black hole. But some of the matter might get squirted away from the north and south poles of the black hole in what we call astrophysical jets. The energies involved are so enormous that astrophysical jets can be millions of light years long and be travelling at close to the speed of light. But getting back to the stuff that will vanish into the black hole, well, this process takes time. It's like pulling the plug in a bathtub full of water. 
the water will definitely empty down the drain, but it's not instantaneous. The stuff in this accretion disk is moving very quickly. Inside the accretion disk, the gas and dust ram into other infalling stuff, and it gets so hot, we are talking millions of degrees, that it gives off X-rays. Luckily, we have orbiting X-ray observatories that look not at visible light, but at X-rays. Looking for X-rays is how modern astronomers have found many of the handful of discovered black holes in our Milky Way galaxy. And it was these X-rays that we first measured back in 1964. So, detecting a peculiar pattern in the X-rays is one way to find black holes. Another way to detect a black hole arises if it is conveniently in orbit around a regular shining star. No X-rays needed. The two objects, a black hole and the shining star, orbit their common centre of gravity. We cannot see the black hole because nothing can escape the black hole. But if we very carefully observe the shining star, we can see that sometimes it comes towards us and sometimes it goes away from us because it's orbiting their common centre of gravity. This then changes the frequency of the light of the regular star. Higher when it's coming towards us and lower when it's going away. This is the well-known Doppler shift. The fact that the regular star is orbiting something proves that the something exists, even if we cannot see that something directly. But how do you find a black hole that is just flying all alone and not interacting with anything else nearby? Well, that brings us back to the potential discovery of the first solitary, buddyless black hole. And I'll talk more about that next time. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.